you ready to join us for the time of your life? Seniors Association Kingston Region presents a radio show and podcast developed and presented by our members. I'm Don Amos, Executive Director for the Association. Time of Your Life explores how to live with purpose, providing a wealth of knowledge for our listeners on a variety of topics, from health to finance and everything in between. And of course, finding out about the latest leisure and recreation activities happening at the Seniors Association. Here is this week's edition of Time of Your Life. Today, it is my privilege to welcome our guest, Joanne Billing, who is the Vice President of the LIN, that's the Local Health Integration Network, in our area, and her responsibility is home and community care. Joanne is here today to have a conversation with me with information about the difference between a retirement home and long-term care home. Welcome, Joanne, thank and you, thank Carol. you very much for joining me th- nice, today. Nice to be here. Um, I, let's start by, I wondered about a story of someone who had the experience of being unclear about the difference for them between a retirement home and a long-term care home. Hmm. I think, um, I think for, for many, many people, the primary confusion between a retirement home and a long-term care home is uh, the, the types of things that are offered and also how, how and when um, one should consider either of those options. Right. So, for example, my dear elderly dad, now departed, once said to me, Joanne, responsible people plan. And people, as they grow older, want to plan for their future. And yet you're telling me that if I want to get my name on a waiting list for a long-term care home, I can't do that unless I'm eligible now and ready to go. And I said, unfortunately, that's the reality. Because it's such a precious commodity in our health system, and the waiting times are, are, can be long, depending. We try very, very hard to ensure that only those people that are really and truly eligible and need to take a bed fairly expeditiously, within about six months, are on that waiting list. And so others then are left to wonder, well, what are the options available to me if I no longer want to live uh, on my own, in my own home or in my own apartment? So the difference between a long-term care home and a retirement home is about cost and subsidy, quite frankly, and level of care need. Um, Retirement homes are traditionally considered and, and I think try to be independent living. So people that still have some level of independence um, can, can live independently with some supports, things like meal preparation, laundry service, medication management, can all be done within the retirement home without the need to go to long-term care. And the difference is the cost. The cost of a retirement home can be quite dear, up to upwards of five to six thousand dollars per month, compared to in a long-term care home, that cost is subsidized by the government. Um, your dad was uh, very wise yes. in uh, being able to explain to you that it is true at this stage of in a senior's life, 
planning does be, does take a tremendous importance. So um, it's great that we're able to have this opportunity to hear the differences or how we should think about the differences. Um, just explain the range of options for residents for people who are retired. Okay. Um, and then are, what alternatives are there when you're transitioning to a long-term care home? Mm -hmm. Okay. So people live every day today across the province in their own homes. And we have Home and Community Care, formerly known Home Care or the Community Care Access Centre, but now um, we're called Home and Community Care. So if you think of home care, um, individuals can apply to be assessed for support in their home. So for many, many people, we provide care to upwards of about 15,000 people every day in southeastern Ontario. Every day? Yeah, wow. Every day through wow. the southeast um, local health integration network through home and community care. So we provide things like nursing, personal support, and therapy services to people in their own home. So that's the first option, right. is that before you consider uh, an alternative to living in your own home, your, only, your own either single-family dwelling, apartment, consider home and community care and what support we may be able to provide um, in that environment, in your own home. People, Carol, as they get older, if they have health issues, their care needs can be begin to escalate, in mm -hmm. which case they may need to consider other alternatives. Recently, over the last three or four years, the Southeast Local Health Integration Network has invested in something called supportive uh, um, assisted living for frail seniors. And so now we can offer some supports also in your own home, but a, a, a higher level of service uh, that is much more on demand than what we traditionally have provided through home and community care. So assisted living for frail seniors, right. we have throughout the southeast a number of available virtual spots. We do have a waiting list, but there, it does exist as well, where an individual can continue to receive care in their home and what distinguishes that, that service from home and community care is the on-demand. So uh, you might need care quickly. You might need the support from a personal support worker within a 15-minute time frame, and, and the provision for that care is available through this assisted living program. Oh, I see. Then, at some points... And even as an interim step, because right. sometimes people say, no, I don't want to live in my own home, and I don't want to worry about my meals or my groceries or my laundry or my medication. Yes, I just they... would like to go somewhere and, and live comfortably, and so they may consider a retirement home. I just explained earlier, retirement sure. homes can be expensive. This is not an alternative or an option for everyone because of the cost. Of course. And very often I see this in home and community care where people cannot afford the options uh, provided right. through a retirement home environment, although if they can, it's a wonderful environment for mm -hmm. a senior sure. to age. And yes. I have personal experience with this, my own mother living in one currently. So, yes. um, and within the retirement home environment, things as I just said, meals and laundry and medical supervision, assistance with personal care can all be provided as part of your tenancy arrangement with the retirement home. And then sometimes when that becomes too great or if you can't afford that and your care needs exceed that which can be provided in the community, we have to consider admission to long-term care. 
And long-term care is, is for people who are 18 years of age or older, and they need to have, of course, they need to have a health card. They also um, need to be assessed by home and community care as not being able to manage in the community independently. Right. So they may need to have 24-hour supervision. They may need to have access to 24-hour nursing. They may need support with their activities of daily living. And they may need to have, um, uh, maybe they've had issues with safety. Maybe they're, maybe they're at risk, significant risk of falling. And, and so safety is a, a primary concern. Mm -hmm, right. So every case is, is different, every individual is different, and so to determine whether or not an individual is eligible for admission to long-term care, they need to contact the, the, um, the Home and Community Care Portfolio Program through the Southeast Lynn, and then our care coordinator will assess an individual's eligibility. Great. So if I'm summarizing this, mm -hmm. um, I, I, I hear the transition from home to maybe retirement home to then long-term care. It really de is um, dependent upon your care needs it's and how they yes. are assessed yes. by uh, the Lynn with yes. the Home and Community Care yes. Division of Lynn. Yes. Yeah. Now, this I may be re you may be have already told us this, but mm -hmm. for example, if I was to be admitted to a long-term care home, mm -hmm. what do they have an eligibility criteria mm -hmm. for admission? That's it exactly. So that that assessment that our care coordinator would do would consider what your care needs are. Right. And it is about your care needs. So things like, so once you've been qualified because you're 18 years of age or older, you have an Ontario Health Insurance card, um, and your, we've looked at you and we feel that your care needs cannot be met in the community. Right. So with home and community care services or community support services, there's a variety of things that we want to rule out. Sure. Because those, those vacancies, those beds are so precious and there's not, there's not a plentiful supply. Right. Um, so we want to ensure that only those people that are in the long-term care home system need to be in that system. So we, we rule out everything else first. That's excellent. Then if you have a need to have access to 24-hour nursing care, so then you, then you would be considered eligible. Sure. Or if you are at risk of, 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 of safety issues, and they could be a variety of things, then you are, would be considered mm -hmm. eligible. Mm -hmm. And then I would also say, if you need significant help with your acti activities of daily living, so getting up and dressing and washing and eating right. and all of those kinds of things that enable us to live independently, if, if an individual is not able to do that, then the determination also would be made that that individual would be eligible to transition to long-term care. So that's the Perfect. first step, that's, getting yeah. that eligibility right, decided. Right. That's excellent. Thank yeah. you. That that makes it very clear. Good. Now, one of the things um, that I'm sure is an important element is the transition mm -hmm. from a retirement home to a long-term care home. Mm -hmm. um, did you have? Can you recall a story of an, a person who did experience some um, things in their transition? Mm -hmm. Um. I, th I think, or what should we know about the yeah, transition? Yeah, I, I mean, is I better. think this could apply to probably many stories where um, I don't think it would be a surprise to your listeners to understand that probably moving to a long-term care home 
is is often not what people want to do. I see. Um, many times, people's families, you know, really struggle with sure. that that need to move to long term care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, just preparing the individual for that transition. It's unlike a retirement home in that because you have a greater need for supports, there is a bit less independence, which if you need that, then that's a comfort. Um, but if you don't need that, then that, that can be um, a, a concern. But it is, it is moving from wherever your living environment is mm-hmm. in into a new living environment. Yes. Things like your pets. Oh, right. People, people love their pets. Mm-hmm. I, for one, yes. love my pet. Yes. However, you, you can't take that pet with you. You can have a pet in a retirement home, but you can't have a pet in a long-term care. I see. And so it's the, it's figuring out, what do I do with all my belongings? Mm-hmm. Of course, you can bring some of your belongings, but if you're downsizing, if you're moving from a home to a long-term care home, you're moving from from a larger space into a smaller space. So it's that whole transition from independent living right. to, to more dependent living. And that psychologically for everyone, for the individual moving, for the resident or the applicant who's moving, as well as for those who love them and, and what that transition can be like. And, and the loss of independence and the feeling that that is where people go and they're not going to come out of there. The Time of Your Life returns in a moment with more about retirement homes and long-term care. The Time of Your Life is available as a podcast, so never miss a show. You can access our podcast network by logging on to our webpage and following the links. Check out seniorskingston.ca. Now back to the time of your life with Carol Weir and her guest, Joanne Billing, who is the Vice President of Home and Community Care at the Southeast Local Health Integration Network. Let me go back to retirement homes. Mm -hmm. How does one make the decision about the most suitable home for themselves? That's a great question. And I would say it's probably the same for both long-term care homes and retirement homes. Perhaps, yes. Go and see them. Okay. Go and, t- and lo- retirement homes and long-term care homes alike are very welcoming to having people go and tour their facility. Um, so, you know, I know again from personal experience that uh, that the, the um, it's not it's not infrequently that a retirement home will have an open house. Oh yes. And they will encourage members of the community to come in and to see the environment to learn about the services that are offered, to see the amenities sure. in a retirement home, the spa, the library, you know, the, uh, the chapel. Um, important to understand the culture uh, within each retirement home right. and to understand, you know, what is the frequency with which I can have my hair done, um, what kinds of services, what kinds of social activities. Most uh, retirement home environments have excursions, they have a bus, People go all kinds of places and live, you know, really interesting lives and do all manner of social activities, you know, with their new friends and colleagues that they meet uh, living in the retirement home environment. What's the dining experience like? Great. That's that type of thing. And so I think the best way to truly understand 
the uh, amenities and what the lifestyle, what's, what does the suite look like? Can mm-hmm. I have one bedrooms or two bedrooms? Yeah, sure. You know, that type of thing is to go to contact the retirement home that you may be thinking of. And there are a number in the Kingston area, there are a number of new homes just opening and, and some scheduled to be opening that uh, I am quite certain will be very interested in having, you know, uh, potential residents and families come and see them and to learn about what's, what's available. Terrific. In fact, it's just like whenever any of us look to a new residence of any kind, the first thing you do is you go and see them exactly. and try and make an assessment of whether it'll meet your needs Absolutely. or not. Now, in um, in looking at these places, you mentioned the amenities, mm-hmm. and the, and they are so important for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find are there any? I guess my question: Are there any differences in the amenities? in rural areas versus uh, urban areas because mm-hmm. in the southeast we have such a combination of right. those two ranges of urban versus rural right um, I would say that you know in the in the more urban centers in southeastern Ontario you have the larger retirement homes I see um, you also have what we I think affectionately call mom and pop retirement homes where they're not they're not necessarily fancy um, massive structures, but they can be, you know, five, six, ten beds or, or rooms um, where an independent provider, operator, is, oh, managing, right. okay. is managing and providing more than room and board, um, providing some, because there's a threshold to be a care facility. So sure. you have to provide some level of service. It, it might be, you know, meals and medication. It could be a call bell. Oh, yes. It could be a variety of things that, that, um, that establishes a, an environment as a care home. Uh, once again, it goes back to your own preference, yes. because some people, the, the smaller community, the smaller area, uh, they feel is just great as far as individual service is concerned. Exactly. And then in other places, you would have a family, a, room, a big dining room where you can bring a lot of family. Exactly. So exactly. I, I understand yes. uh, it depends on what people want. And so on the southeast healthline.ca for your listeners who may be um, internet savvy right. they can go online and it's the southeast healthline.ca that's the external website for us for the southeast Lynn where information about all manner of services is available and a whole listing of retirement homes um, with a brief description and their mm-hmm. contact information, also long-term care homes, by the way, but in particular retirement homes that will describe what the home is and a contact um, provision that your listeners could contact and call and inquire, or you could contact um, Home and Community Care, so 310-2222, and you could contact us and we could provide information to you as well. Are there some common myths regarding the both homes, retirement, long-term care that you hear when in your work? Yes, very frequently. I think I think the most common myth is about long-term care, and it is about um, the whole planning piece that I described to you at the beginning of our conversation, Carol. It it is also unfortunately sometimes if um, if the, if a notion is put into people's minds that that's where they have to go. 
particularly, and with respect, if somebody's physician says they need to go to long-term care, then that becomes the single path yes. where people are focusing on. And as I've hopefully described, there are many other alternatives that ought to be, really need to be exhausted before people go to long-term care. So, so one of the myths is that you know you get your name on a list early mm-hmm. so that when you need it, it will be available to you. Right. And you, we can't, we can't do that. And so, um, if we're doing our job effectively, then we will not put people's names on a waiting list unless they're truly eligible and prepared to go within six months to a year. Should they be offered a vacancy? So, that's important information yes, for people it is. to understand. Look at what the options available are first. And if people are struggling, <clears throat> if your listeners, excuse me, or family members are struggling in the community contact us and let us see what we can do to support or how we can link you with the right supports because there are other agencies other than us yes Um, i mentioned briefly community support services there's a whole range of community support services that are available in the community that can augment um, individuals care so things like meals on wheels you know transportation supports those kinds of things that um, we can link you with agencies that can evaluate how they can help you. And then together, between home and community care and the community support agency, how we can really help seniors uh, remain at home, be safe at home, and have active, productive, you know, um, and enjoyable lives until they need another level of care. So myth one, don't rush. You, you know, if look at what available options are there first and then see um, you know is this the right choice mm-hmm. is this the right time and and if if I do start to need more care does it have to be long-term care can I afford a retirement home and what would that look like excellent uh, it's it's great to know that there are other links that people could consider when and it's important to look at options yes uh, not not feel that there's a direct path. Right. That's excellent. Thank you. Um, What are the challenges that people face in terms of capacity when trying to decide whether it's more sensible to look at a retirement or long-term care home? Well, probably one of the first challenges would be resources, uh, financial resources. Because as I've explained, it's they're not inexpensive to it's not inexpensive to live in many retirement homes some of the mom and pop um, environments may be less expensive right. um, however so that can be one of the, the greatest challenges is the ability to afford mm-hmm. an alternative to living independently um, I would say that 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 is definitely a challenge the other challenge would just be availability so um, there is typically availability in the retirement home, sector. Um, and as I've also just mentioned, there's a number of new homes opening ones just opened. There are several others under construction. Okay. And I think most retirement homes have some capacity to admit new residents. Um, so from a retirement home perspective, one of the issues would be, as I say, cost. The other might just be supports that you might need in order to safely live in that environment. Mm-hmm. So the retirement homes have an assessment process of their own. They will consider each individual applicant just to make sure that that individual can safely live in that environment. In in the long-term care component, whereas it, it has a subsidy piece, so you pay part, the government pays 
the other part of I your see. accommodation yes. costs. The capacity of um, the availability, I would say, is the, is the largest challenge in long-term care. And that is that most listeners may understand that, well, you may not because you may not be thinking about it, but if you are thinking about it or if you've known of someone who's been waiting, there can be quite protracted wait times for long-term care. So just to give you listeners a sense of the costs of long-term care for a basic room per month, it's about $1,700 that the individual pays yes. and the um, government pays the same. In, in a long-term care home for a private room, it's about $2,500 that you, the, the applicant pays and then the government pays the same. Right. Retirement home, remember I said, usually between five to six, sometimes $7,000 right. per month that the individual themselves pay. So you can see yes. that with the subsidy that's provided through the government or the long-term care home option exactly. is more affordable. But depending on what level of accommodation the applicant going into long-term care is looking for or can afford, yes. that can be a challenge. Well, Joanne, um, our listeners and I truly appreciate uh, your time. We, we know that as the Vice President of Home and Community Care, you have many demands, and it's just fantastic that you will take some time for us. So we really are thankful for it. This is Carol Weir signing off with the hoping that you have in the next few days the time of your life. This week's guest has been Joanne Billing of the Southeast Local Health Integration Network, located at 1471 John Counter Boulevard in Kingston. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences. Hey.